0: Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Yes, we are back. I'm feeling hot right now. Uh, we had a great show yesterday with Mark Raff and John Barrows on negotiation. If you were at that show, uh, let me know. Go ahead and chase the everyone down there in your, in your chat. Go down to the bottom right and click that dropdown. Change your chat settings to everyone. Let us know where you are tuning in from in the chat. We are both very well-traveled individuals, and I like seeing the places that show up. Toronto, two days in a row, you are first. (laughs) You ever been to Toronto, Derek?
1: No, but my team went last week to visit Prospect in person. They had a blast. Ah, Yo, we're going to
0: talk about being in person again uh, here during this show, so I'm very excited about that. Shout out to Dover, Edmonton, Canada. Yo, what's up with our, our Canadians are showing mad love today. I'm seeing all of you here. No problem repping canada grandview i appreciate you coming in uh is that montana i love it newport beach what's popping alabama alabama uh i've been down there a couple of times uh all right let's do this man i appreciate you guys coming in sharing your time with us today we know you're probably coming off of meetings uh get in the learning mode make sure you can put your questions in the q a don't put them in the chat they're going to get buried right now if you're coming in change your chat settings to everyone let us know where you're tuning in from in the chat welcome back to the sell better daily sales show. We give you sales advice every single day, plain, simple, easy. Let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend. We are here to talk about social selling with the one and only Darren McKee. He is the VP of sales over at Sky. Welcome, my friend.
1: Welcome back to the show. Yeah, man. So glad to be here again. It's been a minute and uh, pumped, pumped to have this conversation.
0: Yes, this is going to be great. I want to give a big shout out to our two partners. Without them, we could not do this show. Apollo.io, making things possible for you. A one-stop shop, streamlining your workflows, tracking contact information, and much, much more. So learn more about them at Apollo.io. And then here is the drop for everybody. Vidyard's Fast Forward Summit, one of my favorite events, is happening again. Jason Bay, Marcus Chan, Jeb Blunt, Dr. Lisa Palmer, Alexine Moudoir, and Kathy McPhillips, just to name a few of the incredible speakers that are going to be at this show. The link just got dropped. So go sign up for the Fast Forward Summit with our friends over at Vidyard. Fantastic event. If you're looking to learn more about how we can help you personally, professionally, to career development, sales techniques, and tactics, scan this QR code right now and go to sellbetter.xyz so that you can learn more. The new website looks fire. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, go check out the new website, sellbetter.xyz, and make sure you check out our YouTube channel while you're there. Let me tell you guys a little bit about what you're going to get from Darren today. You're going to get some basics. Basics are important. You build foundations and then you go from there. So we're going to talk about some things that you need to know. Uh, Let me get a one in the chat. If social selling is not something you've given dive into, but you are going to today, this is your first foray into it. I want to know, go to one in the chat. If that's you, you're going to talk about how to develop innovative outreach processes. And we're going to give you some top performing LinkedIn strategies. Dude, when you said this, I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people struggle with understanding it. You said in order to sell socially, you have to be social. Break this down for me.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I, it, it's just that simple, right? Like if I'm going to socially sell into you, if I'm going to have conversations with you on a social platform, I have to be out there walking the walk and talking the talk there. I often think about it like being uh, at a mall or a baseball game and you walk by somebody, you you, you shake their hand, you say, hey, you don't just walk past them. Um, and uh, in order to build those relationships, I mean, you got you to be out there doing it.
0: Uh, yeah. it's a pr- It's a practice thing, right? Even in person, At small time, everyday interactions, you're practicing your social strategies and all those things carry over as we build these brands and these presences online. Uh, But you said active looks different for everybody. And one of the points that you made was that sometimes when you look at a certain platform, you find out this person is not necessarily that active. And a lot of people say things like engineers aren't very active or I sell to this vertical and they're not very active. What do you do in those instances?
1: It's a great question, and I think like that's kind of true, right? There's always there's always some buyers that aren't there. There's always some buyers that aren't prospects that aren't on the the platform that you're on. Um, if that's the case, I'd, I'd still encourage you to be social because you're going to learn. Um, you're going to be writing to your audience. You're going to craft your message. Um, you're going to get better at storytelling, and eventually, you're going to run across one of those prospects that sees your stuff. Um, and 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 what I always lean on in sales is like I'm trying to teach my prospects something, and what better way than just like write on a. platform? Platform and maybe maybe two thousand people, maybe five hundred people, maybe forty people see it. Um, I can't do that walking outside today, um, and so I always try to think about that, um, especially when thinking about like the impressions and who you hit. Just like compared to walking outside today, uh, no comparison.
0: Yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna talk a lot about credibility. You mentioned credibility there. I think that is something that you add in your social selling strategies and your consistency, and we'll talk a little bit about consistency here today too. Uh, I think the thing I'm looking for when I call somebody is like, oh oh man, like, hey, how are you? Like, they're almost excited. They feel like they know me already. And that really works to my advantage when I'm trying to earn a conversation. I think you have the same effect, no?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things is like when I get on a first call, right? Like I've been, say I'm connected with a prospect. I've been connected with them for like three weeks. They've seen some of my stuff. Maybe I shared something about like kids or my family or the boat or sales or learning and development. I get on the call and they're like, hey man, how was the beach last week? And I'm (laughs) like, No, I don't even know you, um, but but we feel like we know each other. And um, often, like I always go back to like a sales leadership question. There, it's like it speeds up the deal cycle so fast uh, when you actually know someone and you know like what they care about. And there's just a la- there's just a, a level of trust there that you don't get from just a a cold outreach email. Um, so I'm always trying to make sure my prospects know me before I ever get in a call with them.
0: I love it, man. Shout out to Shravan who asked us the first question in the Q&A. We are going to answer that question in just a minute. You talked about pillars, basics, building blocks, foundations, and you gave me three things that you think every social seller needs to think about and consider when they're building out their strategies. And these were the three. Break these down for everybody so they understand why these are pillars for social selling strategies.
1: No, yeah, these are great. I mean, this is like what I come down to every single day. I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to talk about number two first. Okay. Um, I think the I think the most important thing when you're embarking into this social selling journey is like, why are you doing it? Like, why are you sharing the content? And I always come back to like my why. And when I tell you this, like literally write it down, like literally talk about it. Like if you don't know why you're showing up there every single day, other than generating revenue, it's probably not going to work. So, right, if, to inspire someone, is it to teach someone, is it to challenge someone, or is it to make someone laugh? Those are my four things. Um, and I know that if I do those four things every single day, like my audience is going to see that and feel valued. Um, so, that's the number one thing for me. Um, in, in Sales Navigator, listen, y'all, like, Sales is freaking hard, um, and there are tools all around us to make our jobs easier. That's literally why it's there. Yeah. Uh, so diving in, making sure that you 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 take the classes that are literally like live right there in front of you. There are so many free courses online to teach you how to understand and 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 walk through Sales Navigator. Like it's just there. There's spotlight features. There's intent. There's uh, people that are connected to your leaders in your organization. There's just so much there. Um, And if you do that right, you really shouldn't ever need to make a cold outreach someone. There's always a connection. You just got to find it.
0: So, some level of connection exists, but I will say that your social selling techniques and strategies might differ based on your role. So let me ask you this question: What are you, right? Because your social strategies are going to look different if you're an SDR, if you're an AE, if you're a manager. Maybe you're a manager that kind of steps in and helps your people, right? What's What's your role? That's what we want to know right now. When you and I talked about these tools, you brought up LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Now this is a blanket term. We all know that there's a lot of features in LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Uh, do you have some general features that you'll mention that are essential for getting started with your social strategies.
1: Absolutely. I wrote about this yesterday. If anybody wants to look at a LinkedIn post around like, um, one key feature that, um, honestly, like early in my career, I was laughed at a lot about this. I would, I would tell people, I'd be like, Hey, make sure you know, who's looking at your profile. Um, and everybody would be like, that's weird. That's so creepy. Like you shouldn't message people that are looking at your profile. And I'm like, well, why is the data there? Like, why, why is the feature even there? Uh, Um, and so, into sales navigator now you can look and see who in your icp who in your leads who the people that you have tagged have looked at your profile in the last 90 days uh and that's just gold that's literally like i like it's just like manning a booth at an event yeah and somebody walks up like you're gonna say hey to them you're not just gonna ignore them they came in what's the worst that could happen they tell you to take a hike they say hey this is really exciting or they're like this is odd um it's like all right whatever like you weren't gonna buy from me anyway and so uh make sure that you do that so you can tie a bunch of other features in there, um, like, do they follow your company? Do they follow your leaders? Have they looked at you lately? Um, and it's just, it's just so much intent there.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, let me do this. Put a two in the chat if you're using a sequence or a cadence software like Outreach or SalesLoft or Apollo. Uh, if you're using one of those, put a two in the chat right now. If you look at the email you get from LinkedIn that says, see who's viewed your profile, So many of the people that are in your sequences are going to line up with the folks that viewed your profile. And that's because 67% of the buyers in our space go to LinkedIn before they decide to give a salesperson time. Talk to me about direct message and effective direct messaging in your social strategies, Dave.
1: Yeah, man, I love this one. It's probably my favorite. Um, I spend about ninety percent of my time in in regular LinkedIn DMs, um, and so yes, of course, I have people in cadences. Of course, I have people in 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 sequences, etc. Um, but but my goal, right, is to engage with someone, to follow someone to uh, make sure that I'm seeing their content, I'm going to connect with them. Once they're connected with me, uh, I sent them a simple message that says like, hey, thanks so much for connecting. Thanks so much for accepting. Like, I'm, I can't wait to follow your journey here. Follow that for a few days, um, engage with some of their content a little bit more. Um, and then I pounce, right? Like I'm not afraid to pitch someone in their DMs. I never have been. I'm proud to be in sales. I'm proud about the solution that we sell at Sky. Um, and if you have a problem, I'm going to come try to solve it. Um, and I solve it via video. Um, and so I, I will walk outside just with my phone. I will video myself walking for 59 seconds um, and send them something very, very pointed and a reason why I'm reaching out. Um, that has been my number one tactic for the last two years. Um, and it's not something I'll ever abandon, quite frankly. I
0: totally agree. I am a one-minute video person too. Uh, let me know in the chat, how on average, how long do you shoot for when you're creating a video? In the chat, Put your average video length that you're shooting for, and I'm going to see some of these answers flow through as we talk about this. Let's take a, take a look at these results. Uh, lots of BDRs in the room. I can appreciate that. Uh, tons of AES. We, we, you know, we love to see the account executives coming in here talking about social strategies uh, because I see so many that just post their company's stuff, and that's just that's just a losing strategy altogether. Look at some of these. 60 seconds here.
1: And there uh, was a there was a really good question that came in in there a minute ago, and it said, it. "Why walking outside?" Um, and it's probably one of my favorite questions to answer um, when I'm sitting in here, right? And I'm sending a video to you right here in my office. I probably have the person's LinkedIn profile up over here have their company tied. I'm like, I'm, I'm reading as I'm going. If I'm outside, I'm comfortable. I maybe, mean, maybe, maybe my hat's on backward. Maybe my hair's a little bit of a mess. I'm just a normal person. Um, and I've memorized this individual that I'm prospecting because there's no way for me to look and see that information. So they know I actually give a crap. And they know that I actually know who they are. And like I was intentional about that walk. Um, and that typically lands well. Um, and yeah, I do, do it on my phone, uh, organically through my phone. I'm a big walk and talk
0: fan as well. You guys have seen my videos many, many times on LinkedIn. So you know that I'll get out there and walk on my property. The sunshine, the outdoors really does. It's attractive to the eye, I think. You gave me a five-step social selling flow. We could talk about techniques all the time. But if they don't fit into our routines and they work well... Then we have a hard time saying that they work. We need to see results. This is a flow that's worked for you very well. And I saw some questions and some comments about pitching. So I wanna find out how Darren McKee leads himself into the pitch. And you you were pretty direct with me. You said,
1: I don't wanna I don't wanna have coffee with you. I want I wanna help you solve a problem. Break this down, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I love having coffee with people, but like uh, I'm not trying to have coffee with you, engage with you for two weeks. Maybe take you to dinner, and then finally, like, tell you, hey, I got a product I want you to buy. Like, I don't like being treated that way, quite frankly. Uh, and uh, and so I just go, I go straight into it. Um, and I'm 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 proud of what I do. I said that a minute ago. And so. I think the five-step social selling flow for me, right? It starts with with my LinkedIn content. It starts by making sure people know like what I do. Um, and it starts by making sure that I'm teaching someone and, and people with my content. Like you can go look at my post from today. It was directed at learning and development leaders who are specifically my ICP at Sky. I wanted them to see what their peers were doing. I wanted to see what they were buying. I wanted them to see what they were spending on, right? So no, that was very very critical for me. Um, I want to make sure that they know what they think about me. Right. Like
0: that, they, This prompts know. this prompts that you have to have that piece. So I have to ask the question: How often do you guys do this? Are you creating content that's specific to your ICP? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love it. I can't wait to see these results. Um, effective DM strategy, right? Like once they connect with me, I'm sending that message and then I'm following up with the video. Um, if they don't respond via video, maybe two days later, I'll send them an audio message, um, just making sure that they got that. Listen, I sell into the C-suite, like chief learning officers of Fortune 50, Fortune 500. Um, and their inboxes on average, they get between like 30 and 45 messages a day. Um, sometimes they don't see my stuff. And that's okay. Um, I understand. Like, I don't, I don't see half of mine anymore either. Um, but the people that do send me a video and then they follow up with an audio, um, it typically will get my attention. And so that's, that's an effective strategy for me as well. Um, we talked about that patience and that two-day wait time. Um, I don't want to be annoying, but I want to be persistent. Yep. They want to know, like all these people that I'm talking to, they all have sales teams. They all get it. They all know what we have to do day in and day out. Um, and so me effectively following up um, is just going to catch their attention even more.
0: Oh, well, I'm going to put you on the spot here because now you've earned the right to pitch and we've got these basics down. So go ahead and give me a version of a video that you might send somebody after that two-day wait
1: time. You send the video. What do you say? How does it sound? Yeah, I just say Hey, Mark, hope you're having a great day. I'm taking a walk. It's like 68 degrees here in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, I know you're up in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, Hey, man, full transparency. uh, I was deep into your sustainability report last night, like 43 pages in, and I noticed an emerging leader program that you had in 2021. Um, It wasn't in 2022. I was just curious, are you still still building out that coaching program or not? Correct. That's really direct. And I think, what was that, like 25, 28 seconds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I—I've done the research. I'm trying to solve he or she's problem, um, and I'm trying to make them a hero, um, and I have the solution to that problem.
0: Yeah, I just want to point out what an expert this man is. He had no idea I was going to ask him to do that, but he did that anyway. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. I don't know a Mark from
0: Annapolis. <laughs> <laughs> look at uh, look at some of these results right here. It's it looks like only eight percent of the room is every post consistently. I would say that. Every post might be a little bit too, what's the word, inauthentic, right? And too salesy, right? But I like that 30% of the people in the room are like two out of three, right? They have a good comfortable mix. Uh, And then I obviously, obviously, I will tell you that sharing only your company's stuff is a losing strategy most of the time. Because when they see that, they get that feeling like, ah, this person, behold the power of OxyClean, right? Like run away, Billy Mace, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I used to do that, by the
0: way. It didn't work. Uh, yo, seriously, it does not It does not lend itself to anything. Uh, you had a routine that you give for uh, w- getting that network to actually take some action, right? Leveraging your network is a huge piece of yeah. social strategy. So talk to me about these things that you've been doing that help you to leverage that network that you've worked so hard to build.
1: Yeah, can I just tell a story really quick? Uh, so um, I had a... Uh, actually, I did, this prospect wasn't even in my like target list, right? Like, we all have our target list as sellers. This was back when I was at uh, mid-market AE, um, and uh, came in through like an intent list. Uh, they had like done some research via a tool called like Sixth Sense and I knew that they were researching executive coaching, um, and uh, I had no path. Like I had no path into these people. I wasn't connected to anyone. I had no like second degree connections. Um, I happened to jump into the sales navigator. Uh, I went into the team link spotlight feature. There was an AM on my team who I'd never talked to. um, And that individual was connected to the buyer of this entire program. Um, And I was like, oh, God, like I don't know. I don't know this person. I should have talked to her like the first six months that I was at this organization. But I sent her a message and I said, hey, like this is what I've done up to this point. This is the research that I've had. I see you're connected to this individual. Do you mind reaching out to them on my behalf? And I wrote the email for her and asked her to send it for me. She was very happy. Why? It didn't take her any time. She got connected with an old peer that she used to work with. And that was a $500,000 deal that was closed in less than three months um, yeah. because there was somebody that that person knew. For the rest of the sales cycle, y'all, I was just like a fly on the wall. Um, that individual was with me the entire time of the process. Um, but you have to you have to make it easy for the people that you're asking for help.
0: I Make it easy for them to allow you to help them. Make it easy for them to buy from you. These are two things that I think a lot of companies and sellers tend to struggle with. There's like a we, we used to say all the time, like, disqualify more than you qualify, but that doesn't mean talk yourself out of a deal, man. Like, you know, you have to actually allow them to purchase something from you. So let's shift a little bit over to uh, the things that you tend to avoid. You said to me that you avoid LinkedIn automation tools. I have been on the fence about this for over seven, eight years now because yeah. I'm, I feel like, and let me know in the chat, uh, yes or no. Do you feel ick when you get a message that is clearly automated in your LinkedIn DMs? Yes or no? I feel ugh, terrible when I get this. Darren, why do you avoid trends like this? How has it helped you to continue to consistently grow your social network?
1: Man, I've just always tried to like, i just always tried to be human, right? Like, I've never joined any pods. I've never like, I've never used the strategy that's like, hey, I saw you engage with someone's content. Uh, you know, i would like to jump on it. I'd, I've never used any like Google Chrome extensions in a lot of my stuff. I've always tried to keep my profile clean. Like one of my biggest things that I always talk about is like, hey, if you're in it, if you're interacting with me, like it's me. Um, and I will tell you, listen, like AI is changing the way we all sell, and I think you should you should be using some of it, um, in some of your outreach. But like, th- it's never been more important to be human, uh, than it is right now today. Um, and so. Just always kept it clean. Um, it's you know I've avoided the trends in the in the LinkedIn world. Um, I've been posting since March third, twenty twenty. I don't think I've ever missed a day, um, and uh, and so I've seen a lot uh, through the process.
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's an element of experience that comes with time, and we're going to talk about that at the end when you have a final thought. I loved your final thought of the day today, uh, but collecting ideal clients is always something that the the network is supposed to be about, right? When we talked about this, you were talking about personalizing the outreach and being able to really dial in a message that is relevant to the target audience and that, and I always have to invoke Sam Sales. Uh, let me know if you're in the chat if you love Sam Sales, hashtag yeah, Sam God, Sales. <laughs> Show her. me you know me. That's, you knew where I was going to go with it. Uh, how do you leverage this? How is it quick for you? Uh, I loved all your strategies around this.
1: Uh, I mean, I just have to, I, I, have to, I just care. Like, I mean, I, I, like, Your give I think, a shit factor is high. I think, uh I think Jen Allen is the one that talks about that. Like, just, just give a crap, right? Like, yeah. like I, I know that like this isn't the last time I'm going to encounter this person. And so when I'm, I mean, listen, I've been in sales for a long time. Um, I've, I've sent messages to people that I've sold at three different companies to. And if I, if I didn't do my research back then, there's no chance they're going to accept my. Uh, message this time. And so, I always try to make sure I do the right approach. Study my prospects. I study my buyers. Somebody asked earlier, like, what if you can't find anything about someone? I'd push back on you a little bit and say, you can find something. You can find it. You can find where they went to college. You can find where they used to work at. You can find something about news in their organization. You can find something. Um, you just got to do a little bit of the extra work. And so, um, for me, it's it's news. Um, it's looking at uh, individuals that have worked alongside of that person. Like, literally, I, if I'm if I'm reaching out to 30 companies today, this morning, um, you better believe I'm going to Google really quick. I'm typing the organization. I'm typing in news. See if anything's happened yesterday. Did that this morning with very reputable business. And they, um, brought chat GPT into one of their functions. And I wrote that in the outreach, right? So like, you just have to do a little bit more than everybody else.
0: Uh, I heard somebody say once that 1% more than the average will be the thing that makes you stand out. And I think the social selling aspect of working our pipeline is that one percent uh i've also heard it said and you can let me know if you've heard this too one percent of linkedin profiles are actually out there creating content uh i don't know how true it is it might have gone up since then but that was like 2018 and i I honestly don't think it has gone up or i feel like i would have heard about it by now from somebody
1: (laughs) that's i mean it's something like that right i think sprout social wrote something about it but um it's man, y'all, it's still early. Like, LinkedIn is still early. I, I, I talk to people all the time and they're like, it's too late. Like, I'm everybody's already like killing it. And I'm like, that's not true. It's just not true. You
0: uh, gave me some things that I want to talk about when it comes to becoming a recognized, well known brand. You've amassed like 88,000 followers in what I felt like happened overnight, but you were like, man, I wish it did. I wish it did. You know, like that would have been ideal. Uh, but these were the things that you said. And we talked about Jen Allen and a couple other influencers. Talked about avoiding trends. What about targeting and then giving more than you take? Uh, and the, uh, honestly, like not missing a
1: day is huge. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like not, um, I, I won't miss a day. There might be a day where I miss a day, um, and that's totally fine. It's just not going to happen right now because I'm having too much fun. Right? I told myself I'd stop. I'd stop playing around with LinkedIn when I stopped having fun Um, and I have fun every freaking day so listen I'm not telling everybody to go do it every day like you do it two to three times a week that's fine I do think you should engage a little bit with somebody every day maybe log in um, vacation put it away do whatever you want to do I still do it on vacation because it's fun right Um, it's it's become just something that I love to do Um, go back to that screen really quick Uh, yeah sure longevity. um, Just stay in the course. This is one of the biggest things. If anybody's listening to anything that I've said, uh, just be the last one playing. Last man standing, right? All your competition is temporary. (laughs) Yep. I've been here. I don't know how many days ago that was. March 3rd, 2020. Every six months, all the people that you think are at the top of this whole LinkedIn thing uh, eventually die the, the the long-term value a lifetime value of the, of the individual they just go away they get bored and they go away and the ones that stay are the ones that continue to play um so just stay the course uh i could list you know 10 or 15 people that have just stayed the course uh for sure um Do just, left-
0: uh, yeah just just to clear it up they don't actually die the <laughs> effectiveness of their content does there's a law of diminishing i don't want anybody going online being like man these guys are talking about killing other influencers man they're, they're linked, <laughs> right. it easy, right?
1: their linkedin life is gone uh yeah. <laughs> uh giving
0: more than you take this is for your prospects but also for your network explain this mentality and what it's done for your growth as a social selling strategist that sees yeah. most of their sales success uh, with social touches
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much all of it. Honestly, all my a lot of my sales success. I um, I there's a lot of BDRs and a lot of SDRs in this room um, that are aspiring to be AES. Some of you might want to be lifelong SDRs, and I think that's great as well. Um, but what I want to make sure that you you understand, especially when you start to sell into like Fortune 100, Fortune 50, your buyers they want to be able to come to you to learn something. Um, and that was a change that I made like pretty late in my career where I was always like, Oh, I'm trying to learn from my buyers. I'm trying to make sure I understand what they need. Um, and, and, and the pivot for me was when I realized that like, I'm talking to all of their peers. Um, I know what's happening in their space. I'm reading the same books that they're reading. I'm studying what they are reading. I would rather see sellers studying their prospects material than studying sales material. Um, but yeah. you need to know what the heck your prospects are doing. Um, so that's the key for me. And then when I'm sharing that content every day, I want them to be able to see myself and say, man, I learned something from Darren today. Um, and, uh, and in turn, when I reach out to them, you kind of feel like ah, I got to give this guy a meeting. He's been giving me stuff for two years. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Or or you know, they come at you and
0: they've never really engaged with you and you didn't even know that they were a fan or watching your yeah. content. And before you know it, they're like, everything you're saying lines up. We just had a meeting about this and I'd like to go with you. Those are the best kind of sales conversations to have because you have built in credibility with this individual that you didn't even know you had. Surprise, let's close a hundred and seventy thousand dollar deal. I've never had a conversation with you ever. This is a make or break moment for a lot of sellers. That create and don't even know who's watching. But becoming the subject matter expert can be tough, and I think a lot of salespeople. uh, And you can let me know in the chat. Feel free, yes or no? Have you ever struggled feeling like an imposter? We're gonna get to Q and A in a minute. We got some great questions coming. Darren, talk to me about how you overcame imposter syndrome as you moved forward through this journey.
1: Yeah, I'm just to be really like frank and honest here. I grew up in South Texas, like school was just like a place you went to get like breakfast and lunch um and uh learning wasn't really like part of the the process where I grew up uh, and uh so I I I struggled all the way through that. I barely graduated high school, um, tried to go to college because everybody was doing it. realized it just wasn't really for me. Um, Moved to Manhattan, uh, was making like nine bucks an hour delivering mail. Literally, like think about the movie Elf uh, minus the the fifth of vodka in the bottom of the basement. Um, That was me literally up and down the streets of New York City. Um, And I became um, I became really good at that nine dollar an hour job. Um, became a national director in that firm uh, a, a couple years later, I battled a lot of imposter syndrome. Like I didn't I, I didn't write perfectly. I didn't put the exact right formatting. I couldn't look, work through a Excel spreadsheet like my peers. Um, but what I did is I just, I leaned into all of the stuff that I learned um, by growing up in that scrappy little town that all of my peers didn't have the ability to grow up in. And so I just, I became me. And then when I realized when I became me, I realized that I actually was the majority. The majority of people were like me, um, mm-hmm. did grow up like me. Um, and uh, and I, I've leaned into helping those people, right? Which is why I've launched, why my brother and I launched Asperos, right? Was to help people just like us. And so it's been an absolute joy, but I've just leaned into like my uh, imperfections. And uh, every post that I've ever made that was a little bit not perfectly written or formatted are the ones that had the most engagement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be effective. It has to be interesting. It has to be lots of things. Perfect is not one of them. I'm going to launch this question because I think a lot of people in the room probably relate. Do you feel like social selling just isn't for you? It's okay. Be honest. This is anonymous. No one's going to judge you for that. I'll leave that up for a second while we answer some questions here. And let's just start and shout out to everybody that asked some questions. I love it. You can upvote the ones that matter most to you. Shravan asked the very first question and he said, What would be great if you could take this question. I work for the U.S. market and I'm in India and I've been sending LinkedIn outreach messages. However, they're not accepting my connection requests. Any tips for connection requests, Darren?
1: Listen, this is like a 50-50 split of what people believe is the right thing here. I never write a message in my connection requests, um, probably because I've already Engaged with them a little bit i've already liked some of their content i've already peeped their profile a few times so when i do connect with them there they I, I look semi-familiar yeah uh, but if you do i would i would push back uh Shrivan, if you do write a message just make sure it's like make sure it's really good make sure it's challenging make sure that you're teaching them something make sure that they actually know why you're reaching out not just like hey i'd love to connect
0: yeah ask yourself if you would respond to it and know this statistic and i think this came a couple years back so it may even be higher now possibly slightly lower but i don't think so I think it was 40% or 41% uh, a higher acceptance rate on blank connection requests. And you can always go back and withdraw and then come back and resend a personalized one if it doesn't work out. That's always a strategy that you can employ. Let's take a look at some of these results right here. It looks like a lot of people are relatively comfortable with their social selling, uh, or at least their social selling strategies that they currently have. Hopefully you're adopting some of these and putting them into play. Uh, But 16% of you do agree that this is a tough thing and you don't feel like it fits you. Uh, and some of you are sort of dabbling. You say sometimes, Darren, what do you say to the folks that are dabbling and the folks that feel like this isn't for them? What are some steps they can take?
1: Look at other peers that are already doing it. Um, ask them for the results that they're having. Um, yeah. Sometimes in order to to like, get out of the dabble stage. You have to see ROI. Um, and, uh, and when you see it from other creators, it can push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I did that early on.
0: Yo, I hear this a lot about social selling, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And it sounds like a platitude, but it really is real. If you're comfortable in your social selling, you should change because change brings progress. That's 100% true all the time. No one can deny it. Here's one from Tracy. Uh, How can we open a cold call in a way that is social, but not too intrusive? She gives me an example. The beach example, it might be a little too much. Remember the one you gave where you were like, oh, nice. How was the beach, right? right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, what do you say to Tracy? I am not your cold calling expert on this call. Um, Uh, I do. I call
0: call a lot. So why don't I take a stab at this one? Uh, I will tell you, Tracy, it's not necessarily what you're saying about what you learned about somebody, but how you said it. I'll give you a good example. If I saw that somebody's son or daughter was married last weekend on the beach, I might say something like, where did you take those photos on Instagram of that wedding? I, would, I'm, I have people that always throw I have wedding planners. I would love to know who took those because they're beautiful versus I saw your daughter got married last weekend, which <laughs> is super creepy. So I think the way that you introduce the show me that you know me really makes an impact on that person's comfort level when speaking to you. Darren, what would you say to that? Ballad. <laughs> I love that example because I get to use that creepy voice. This yeah. comes from Parso right here. How do you feel about SaaS tools that try to automate or streamline LinkedIn outreach, a balance between personalization and scale? This is a good question.
1: I mean, give it a go. If it's working, keep up with it. I don't use them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally, I am a. I want to control everything that's coming out of my mouth, my brand, my my typing, right? I I would feel uncomfortable if there was something just sending something out there. But that's me. Some people thrive on this. It's all about how you use it, Parsa. Love that question. Thank you. Uh, Mohammed, how are you? Thank you for coming. Uh, The reply that I'm getting is, thanks for reaching out. We're all taken care of these in... We are taken care of for these things in-house. If you need, I will reach out. If we need, I'll reach out. What do you say to these people that are all set?
1: Yeah, I... I think I would go back to, like, what was the message sent before that mm-hmm. um, to make sure that they come back to, like, we're all set in-house. And listen, like, if someone's all set and everything's good, I would just, be, I'll, I would respond back, like, hey, like, what is that, what is it, what does is in-house and all set mean? Like, tell me more. I want to know more. Like, I want to know, like, what you're doing and, and, and how I could potentially help.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like to clarify. Do you mean, like, the company is all set? Or do you mean you personally don't have a use case for this? Because I, like, what does that mean? I need to n- draw that line in the sand for me. You guys are one of my accounts. I've done the research. Help me out here. Uh, Jim, the rag man, Fritzheimer, what's happening, man? Uh, he says, how do you put a CTA in a video? What's a good example of a CTA in a video from you, Derek?
1: Yeah. I mean, the same same thing you would do, like, in an email or in an outreach, right? Like, hey, you know, I would just end it and be like, hey, man, like, was I right? Like, was what I said accurate? And I, I, I like an awkward ending because it makes people realize that like, okay, like there, this, this, this conversation has to continue. Um, it can't just stop here. Um, and I like to end a, cu- uh, a call to action with a question.
0: Yeah. Uh, calls to actions and questions aren't always the same thing, but they okay. can be. And sometimes the call to action is really just a response to the question that you're asking. You need that response if you want a back and forth, which is the goal of every sales conversation. I need you to respond when I say something, and I need to respond in in kind when you say something. How successful is your LinkedIn pitching in videos,
1: Darren? Lay into this because I know you've got it. Christopher, great question. Chris, like it's everything for me, man. Like, I, there's zero chance I would be where I was in my career if it wasn't for LinkedIn video pitching. Um, I mean, I would have figured out another way to be successful, but like, this is so, it's just so much more fun to me. Um, and I'm all about having fun in sales because sales is hard and sometimes it's not fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's super successful. I mean, I, I would probably say, I don't know the exact number without looking at my dashboard, but probably 70% of my meetings booked since October via video and audio message and DM.
0: 70% is not peanuts. And I can tell you that this man has a giant pipeline. He is not stressed out when it comes to hitting his quota. And that's because he has a routine with his videos that lands. Find what works for you. I've said it before. Pragmatism is the religion of sales. Pragmatism is also the religion of social selling and social strategies. Find what works for your target buyers and the personalities that you sell best to and personas. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Michelle, uh, these are videos in like specific connections to specific DMs and in, in, in DMs, not in in actual post.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's a good that's a good segue into Michael's question here uh suggestions for recording software you have a very specific standpoint on this
1: yeah I listen I use I've used vidyard I've used loom um I think if I'm trying to explain something and I'm trying to show something and I'm trying to walk through something um then yes I do believe in using those those softwares but if I'm just sending you a pitch and trying to like have a conversation with you. I'm just going to send it from my phone where there's no link that you have to click. You just literally click the play button in the middle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put one little nugget on that as well. Uh, and let me know in the chat, uh, put a, put a tech, put the word technical in the chat. If you sell to a technical buyer, put the word technical in the chat. If your buyer is a technical buyer. Yeah. Lots of them. I think that one of the things you said to me that made a lot of sense was, When you send it direct and they hit play on it and it's a static image, they don't have to go through a third party. Sometimes they're a little more apt always to select it because there's a security risk there. Talk to me about this.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, like I if somebody sends me something that has a link and I've been through so many phishing trainings in my life, like being as people put salespeople through phishing trainings all the time because we're not necessarily the smartest with that kind of stuff. Um, but I've, I've done so many now, um, that like, if it's a link and I don't know this person and I've never talked to him, there's a 0% chance I'm clicking on it. I don't care if you have a little sign that says, Hey Darren, like I'm not clicking it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would think that technical buyers are probably even worse than me. Yeah.
0: That's fishing with a pH, not with an F. He's not out there. He's not out there tying knots. Fish a lot. Just so you guys are aware for all of you fishermen out there, fisher people that are out there like, what do you mean? How does that help? It's not, it's not fishing with an F. Okay. <laughs> This one comes from Tim Chandler. How do you keep your ideas fresh and organized for different topics to post on, especially if you're sharing content on the daily basis? This is a great and question.
1: Such a good question, Tim Chandler. Um, I have a note tab or a Notion doc or a text message or a pictures that I say like every time I think of something, right? Um, and so I just like all throughout the day, I'll put like five or six different things in there. And so if I don't have anything to post in the morning, um, I can just go in that notes section and build something out there. I'm I'm probably one of the most strange uh, LinkedIn posters when it comes to this. I I don't schedule content. I don't schedule posts. I literally wake up in the morning on the fly and write my post uh, every single day. Sometimes I'll do it at night and I'll uh, for the morning. Um, but like it's always just like I don't I don't I have no idea what I'm posting tomorrow. Um, but I do have a lot of stuff in my notes that I can go back to. Um, like I'll probably write about that question tomorrow. Yeah, I have a notepad on my phone, and every
0: time I run past a billboard, see a commercial, have an idea that's like, oh, that would be great. It goes on that on that list, and every day I look at that list and say, what am I gonna what am I gonna post on today? Uh, and I execute on one of them, and it works really well for my consistency. And consistency is key to anything but it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Riley has a good question here. How often should we be posting on LinkedIn to build this audience? And what is the best time to post to get more people to see it? I love these questions today.
1: Yeah, you guys are on fire. Um, How often should you post? I think this is just a comfort level, right? I think uh, a couple times a week is fine for some. Three times a week is fine for some. Every day is fine for others. Um, I think you just need to have a strategy on why you're doing it. Here's a cadence that I used to work through with a lot of folks that I used to coach. Monday was work content. Tuesday was inspirational. Wednesday was shouting someone out. Thursday was work content. And Friday was something just completely off the wall. And I knew what I was going to post throughout the week. Time differentiation? Dude, it has never mattered to me. Um, I do post. I do post at the same time every day, seven fifty to seven fifty-five every single morning. That's just because my the people that are following me know that I'm gonna post at that time every single day. Um, and you'll get to that point. Um, but like, listen, if you post at uh, sometimes I'll run a post at like four a.m. just to get like a global audience. It's true. And so like, I don't think times really matter. Obviously, don't post at like, you know, eight thirty on a Monday morning. Like-
0: oh, I don't know about that. I'm going to push back on you right there. Know. I'm going to push back on you right there. And I'm going to say, I sometimes will post at seven 8 o'clock on a Monday morning, because I know that when they sit down at their desk, one of the three tabs that they're going to open first is going to be LinkedIn. If they're like me, if they're like a buyer of mine. So if they open their inbox, their calendar, and then LinkedIn, I want my post to be one of the first fresh things that they see. And that's, Helps me to gain the traction I need to earn a conversation. So, oh,
1: I push you. I don't know. I don't don't even know the answer. (laughs) No one knows the answer.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's no rhyme or reason, honestly. And I think trying to figure out the algorithm is a losing strategy in most cases. Uh, But let's let's get one more question in right here, and then we're going to talk about how people can connect with you and learn more from you, Darren. How would you leverage things like where they went to school or previous work experience without? And I'm going to add this caveat because Braden didn't say it without sounding completely disconnected to your value proposition.
1: I mean, it just, there has to be like a real story. I can't just be like, Hey, I saw you went to Wisconsin. Cool. Like anybody could have went to my profile and look at that. But if I have a story about Wisconsin, like time I was there, um, and I'm not going to talk about cheese, right? Like I'm gonna talk about like impactful. Um, I think it's fine. Or if I look and see like, Hey, they played lacrosse or they did some like in, in like the subcategories of that, um, I can I can mention something. I'm just trying to do something that no one else has done. Yeah. Uh, do it with like genuine outreach, right? Like it's not like, hey, I saw you went to Wisconsin. Hey, I'd love to talk to you about what I do. Like that's just weird. Um, but if there's a reason behind it, I think you can tie it in.
0: Yeah, I, I think John does a good job talking about this, where he talks about people that reach out and say, "I see you went to University of Maryland. Go Terps!" And then he's like. Oh, by the way, I have this great data tool I'd like to talk with you about. It's completely unrelated like it's to, the, to where I went to school. Like, don't do that because it's like the bait and switch, right? And nobody likes to feel that way. Aziz, I'll jump in here in the chat because I happen to catch it. Humor is universal. I always ask people, what language do you laugh in? Right? If you think about it from that process, Brother Ali, if you've never heard that quote before, he's a rapper out of Minnesota. What language do you laugh in? This is a universal thing that gets people to drop their guard. Funny equals response. Or at the very least engagement, and that's what you're after, Darren. How often are your posts
1: funny and meaningful at the same time? I'm not really a funny person. I disagree, um, but okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe two times a month I'll drop something that's kind of funny. Uh, again, it would be like a, a video or something. Um, but I, but in my messages, in my like, I will always send like a, a little funny emoji in there, like a the high thing. Like it's yeah. just it's just more it's real, and also they know it's not automated. It's true. It's true.
0: Yeah. Getting somebody to laugh is definitely an authentic move all the time, every time. We got more questions. I might send out some answers to you guys in video format, since we're talking about videos so much. Darren, how can people connect with you?
1: Yeah. Um, LinkedIn's the best way. Um, it's just first and last name. And then uh, you can follow uh, Sky as well. It's just S-K-Y-E. That's the business that I'm part of, that I work for as VP of sales. And then follow as well. And uh, man, this is, this is a blast. This was a blast. I love these things. Y'all do such a great job.
0: Thank you very much. Shout out to Maria, my, co- my co-partner. my We we put these together. She's amazing, does all these things for us. Uh, follow us on social. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We love providing this value for you on a daily basis. Sell Better is live every day. At the end of this show, you are going to get some amazing survey stuff. I need you to take part in that. Let us know what you want to see more of, how we did today, if this was entertaining and educational for you. All of these things are amazing. Give us a good thanks in the chat if this was useful for you, if you guys are going to take away from this and start doing things things to change your results right away. That's wonderful. Connect with me personally at say what sales. All one word. I have never met a stranger in my life. Just a friend I haven't met yet. Thank you so much for joining us and learning with us today. We will see you next time on sell better, where we bring you another stellar guest to help you sell better. Have a great day, everybody. Take care of yourself and each other.